0: Red Baron's new fully loaded hand toss style pizza is so full of toppings. Hold on there, partner. That there pizza is big enough for the both of us. With a half pound of toppings and a soft, chewy crust. It sure is. Problem is, though, this town ain't. Introducing the Red Baron fully loaded hand toss style pizza. Share something awesome.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Last night, I stayed up late, sketching out ways to communicate with the Nine Compoops about the plants. I came up with Morse code, signal flags, uh, secret messages, and writing on the mirrors in their bunks. Then I realized none of those things would work, so I went to sleep instead. It's actually quite lovely in the bias Swamp right now. A mild breeze is blowing. Albert is gently rumbling in his sleep. Even the rabbit egrets are quiet for a change. A sun is shining, and there's nothing to disturb the stillness of this sanctuary. Almost.
3: Come on now, y'all. Enough of this. I'm tired of eating merry-gags and bitter cups and holly hurls. And don't think I don't hear you giggling over the kidney phone. Someone down there on earth better be getting some science from all this. Monsieur Le Zebra. Greg is fine. Please excuse the drooling. I'm snacking for science today and... I believe something I ate was kind of toxic. What can I do for you?
4: Are you certain you are all right? Your tongue is quite... turquoise.
3: I'll ignore that. It's covered in layers of litmus paper. If it starts to go bright red, would you mind feeding me some of the baking powder in my saddlebag? Oh, and if you could speak on my left side, that'd be a big help. There's a potato in my right ear at the moment. Uh, very
4: well. Uh, Why the potato?
3: Testing it as a backup power source. Swamp taters seem to have a bit more kick to them.
4: (laughs) I see. (laughs) Ah! One of your eyeballs is rolling.
3: Seismograph.
4: You're measuring earthquakes. On a spaceship?
3: Rapid detection system for engine malfunction. Ship vibrates differently when there's a spanner in the works. Or Howard's arm. That one was my idea. Let me know if it really starts rolling.
4: It is most disconcerting. However, this leads me to my point. You are our only connection with the Earth that is working at the moment. Is that right? I believe so, for now. (gasps) What if you were to have some sort of accident?
3: I beg your pardon?
4: Do not be concerned, Monsieur Le Zebra. (laughs) <laughs> I realize when an assassin of my caliber has such a question, it can cause some disgovernableness. I merely ask in the case of an emergency.
3: Uh-huh. And how soon should I expect this emergency?
4: <laughs> you are too suspicious if I may be mon Greg? It is only that I find I have developed feelings for someone, you see? I see. And should there be, shall we say, an interruption of your ability to communicate? And only in the most extra of emergencies, of course. Can use be made of your kidneys without your assistance? who's a lucky crew member. (laughs) Ah, now, a gentleman does not speak of such things. Mr. Freeze.
3: last night, during dinner, you told us of time when you assassinated someone and hit his fingers, eyeballs, and nose in plastic Easter eggs and hid them around the city on Easter weekend. Dressed as a
4: bunny. But of course it was Easter weekend. It's the only time those little plastic eggs are to be found in the Everything for One franc shops. My point is, calling yourself a gentleman
3: might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, In truth,
4: I have the passions for the... uh, ...strangely accented woman from Earth. This is why I wish to have access to your kidneys.
3: Can we call it a telephone from now on? You having dibs on my kidneys is making me nervous.
4: Yes, yes. I would not want your kidneys to be nervous. You do understand my wish to communicate, even if you are incommunicado, eh? Or be it for
3: me to stand in the path of true love. The external override from my phone is up my left nostril.
4: You are not serious.
3: I am, but relax, Rizay. i I'm a machine.
5: There's nothing up there
3: but some wires and a button. Push it and hold, and you'll be connected to the G2 switchboard. Can't guarantee there'll be anyone there to answer, but it's worth a shot. Don't let up on the button, though, or you'll disconnect.
4: I see. Well, this is very good to know. Should there ever be any sort of grievous bot? Why must you go to sleep with your snoot nearly touching the ground? Ugh, this is most awkward. Perhaps if I lie down, I... Uh, 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 I should have said your password in a less squelchy place. Ah, bien. Now, was it the left nostril or the right? Mon oh, Dieu. Why didn't I not listen more closely? Who knows what might be up the wrong side. Ah, uh, well, bone chance to me. Uh, mm, uh, uh, oh, your face is very long and heavy, monsieur. Oh, I am up to my elbow already, and there is no button here. Ah, uh, there. What is that? Guy? That had fur. Wrong side, wrong side! Oh, Monsieur Le Zebra, I'm suddenly unfond of you. Alright. La gauche side. Okay, going very carefully now. Up past the elbow. Oh, nothing or with the teeth. Ah! Le bottom.
6: Good morning, Gated Galaxies. May I have your credit card number,
4: please? What? You're already in debt to G2 for four letters and a
6: question mark, sir. May I advise that the next thing you say should be a credit card number?
4: I am trying to contact Monsieur Sweathers. I do not have a credit card.
6: You don't have a credit card? are able to lower your already sizable debt through hard labor. Shall I put you down for coal mining or teaching high school English?
4: What are you saying? What is this? (sighs) Sir, your phone bill is now
6: large enough to impoverish your grandchildren. You may be able to relieve some of their suffering through organ donation. I hear from your accent that you are French, so we aren't able to accept your liver. A kidney or lung will gain you nearly 800 credits.
4: This is incroyable. Get me, Monsieur Swathers, to the suite.
6: For every word I'm forced to translate, you incur an additional fee. May I suggest you stick to English. Mr. Southers is a patriot, sir.
4: I am lying on my back in a swamp with my arm up to my shoulder in a zebra's nostril.
5: What you do in your free time is entirely up to you. Though so if you
6: insist on confiding in me, there will be an additional confidentiality
5: surcharge.
4: This is ridiculous. Stop these nonsense speaking at once.
5: This call is now entering Zone 2 and all fees double in Zone 2.
4: Zone 2? You're catchy. That costs extra. Find Monsieur Sweaters and tell him I have found his... Dog.
5: Sir, I. Hang on, his dog?
4: Yes! Lay. Uh. The beach and freeze.
1: Transferring you now!
7: What?
6: A gentleman on the phone for you, sir. He says he has found your dog. What? Cuddles? Perhaps another time, sir.
8: Oh, for God's sakes, just, just patch him through! Freeze, is that you? Why do you sound so muffled?
6: I am talking up a
4: zebra's nose and through his
8: kidneys. I don't care if you're talking out of king Tut's sphincter on Mummy's Day. Dang, this is one of those rare times when your reality is weirder than my homespun wisdom. Now tell me about my dog.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Who the devil are you talking to? (laughs) Shove over. You're taking up all the room in the tent.
8: I'm in a tent. It's a GD street jacket with zippers.
7: Well, I suspect that you'd know what that feels like better than I. Hm.
8: What exactly are you implying?
7: Implying? You're implying on my pajamas.
5: Would you two shut up? We're trying to lay low. Remember? I am lying.
8: I am lying on the ground. On an inflatable sleeping pad that was blown up by a lazy, one-lunged lackey with asthma. (laughs) Can't lay much lower. You blow it up next time. You got enough hot air to keep the Macy's Thanksgiving
4: Day Parade going. Buck, I swear, you stick your foot in my face one more time. Oh, yeah? What you gonna do about it,
1: huh? I'd like to lie on my right side now. Everyone ready for a rollover? Count of three.
8: Oh, shut it all, lady. That's it. Let me out
1: of here.
5: Oh, God Hello? dang, this gold dang zipper's are stuck. You... The... Oh. Are you there, oh, Roger, Mr. Mr. It's Mr. It's
8: are be you doing? You can't you know
9: call it way from, from Ha!
8: Free at last. I went from a 65-room ding-dang mansion with a chandelier in the G.D. refrigerator to a sweaty tent in the middle of nowhere. No scotch. No servants, just a bunch of hippie, idiot do-gooders. Are you
4: still there? I am talking up a zebra's nose. This is
7: ridiculous. Remember, there are bears out there. Hmm?
8: Why, Mrs. Sheffield, are you expressing concern for my well-being?
7: No, no. No, 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 no. I just want you to, to step away from the tent so it only eats you and not the rest of us. Hmm? Go on,
8: step away. Huh. Hilarious. Freeze, you still there? We. Oui. Tell me about cuddles. Eh, uh, that
4: is odd, but very well. When two peoples are very, very fond of one another, they wrap their arms around
8: each oh, other. Oh, for the sake of Aunt Gertie's chastity belt, will you tell me about my dog?
4: Ah, We. Oui. I have found him, and he is well. I am calling you to learn how to start him out safely without having to involve the so saucy computer.
8: Is he in pod bay three? He is. Well then, you just flip that lever on the side of his pod and open the door. No one on that bay was frozen using the MRDR protocol. Just shut the door quick before my wife wakes up. or You'll be dreaming of the sweet release of death before your first anniversary. Oh hell, something's rattling in the bushes. You get him out safe and you hightail it back here. You hear me?
4: (laughs) Wee! wait, 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 what is this hightail? Ah, he has hung up. How do I return to Earth? Oh, perhaps this hightail is the name of an escape
5: vessel?
2: Having overheard the albatross's explanation of how to get in and out of Pod Bay 3, the Bichon Frise is able to enter the secure area undetected and with relative safety. His math isn't quite as good as hers, so he ends up with a few bruises and a cracked rib, but I did say relative safety. Once in Pod Bay 3, however, he doesn't release Mrs. Southers or her dog. Ow! 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 Ooh! Ooh! Come along, you,
4: you'll be all right in a minute. Lean on me. Ow! 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 No! 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 Do not lean on me. Oh, now where is that button? Ah, here. I don't see. We only have three minutes. Look, I'm no psychologist, but I do
10: think we need to be cautious here. The Bichon Frise. Pretty sure that's freeze. Nope, is a man with. Drive. And ambition. Without a mission to keep him occupied, he could be even more dangerous.
9: It's not that I don't agree with you, Doc. But what do you want me to do? I can't exactly offer up one of the crew as a target to keep him busy. Much as I'd like to.
10: You know, asides don't really work when you're standing this close to me. I can still hear you. So, what do you suggest? Standing farther away.
9: Don't be silly. I mean, what do you suggest about freeze?
10: You need to give him something to do. Something that doesn't involve killing anyone. Like what? I'm pretty sure that's all he knows. The Bichon Frisee I'm Pretty sure, it, sure- May I? Just saying. Thank you. He is extremely arrogant, so whatever you tell him to do, it needs to feel important, vitally necessary even.
8: That sounds like a really bad idea.
10: It doesn't have to be important. It just has to seem important.
9: So, like being the captain then? Hey!
10: You got any suggestions, Dr. Theo? I do, actually. One that both seems and is critically important, but also keeps him constrained so he can't do any damage. He could be my research assistant. Uh, wow. I know. It's at considerable sacrifice, as he'll no doubt slow me down exponentially, but... I'm prepared to, as they say, make one for the team. Uh,
8: make one? Make one what exactly?
10: A sacrifice. Good heavens, Joe, stay up with the modern vernacular.
8: Yeah, okay, I'll try that.
10: Okay, what would you have him do? I'm sure I can find him something. I spotted him this morning lying on his back in the bioswamp Swamp with his arm up the zebra's nose. Clearly, Frise has some rudimentary scientific instincts.
8: Freeze had his arm up Greg's nose? Why? I have no idea. I don't think I
10: want to know. I can only surmise Frise was gathering some sort of information.
8: Yeah, I'll bet he was.
9: I vote yes. Absolutely and immediately, now.
8: You do?
9: One less person for me to keep track of? Alright, so we're putting the Freeze on boogerology. What do we do about Colin? Oh,
10: why does anything need to be done about Colin?
9: Do you
6: really want a super-powered sulker aboard this ship? We've got to do something about Colin.
10: I wasn't aware there was a branch of science called Boogerology.
6: Have you never heard of Professor Curtis Armstrong? Mm. Captain, we need to get Colin into a healer pod instantly.
8: What's wrong with him? Now? Shh, wait. Is he here? Colin?
9: Colin? He's in his bunk. His left cheek showed up today, and he's too embarrassed to come out.
10: <laughs> Why does he need to shave? Well, it wouldn't hurt.
9: But he might have a hard time doing it. <laughs> hard to shave what you can't see.
10: I thought you said it showed up. Why can't he see his cheek? Very f-
8: Very funny, Olivia. What?
10: what? Oh!
6: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now that we've concluded the discussion on boogers and butt cheeks, perhaps the adults in the room could take over.
4: <laughs>
6: oh, for heaven's sake, Captain! <laughs> and I expected better from you, Dr. Theo. <laughs>
10: <laughs> I confess I'm finding this conversation quite amusing. I believe I may be regressing. Fascinating. I wonder if it's oxygen deprivation, or just the company I'm keeping. Ahem! What's wrong with Colin?
7: Please
6: give him something to do. There is only so much besotted adoration I can handle before I change my mind and I just feed him to the damned plant. For now, guilt over his wife is keeping him in check, but I would prefer not to find out how Colin woos a woman. Woos. Does
9: anyone know what happened to Colin's wife? I mean, why is she alive? And did anyone actually try to kill her?
8: And why is she in Pod Bay 3? Does it matter?
9: Yes, it does. That's the VIP wing. It's almost entirely off my radar, except Ambient temp and a few other things. And no
6: one in there is subject to the murder protocol. I see. So, she's important. Or important to someone else.
8: You got comms in there, right, Olivia? Didn't you talk with Colin in there?
6: Yeah, but I can only get in there when someone with a body tag
9: is in there as well.
6: There's an entire room full of people with body tags in there. Platinum body tags, yes.
9: You don't get it. Those aren't passengers like Colin or one of the others. I did a bit of prowling and discovered that Pod Bay 3 is totally independent of my life-preserving systems. And it has an automatic jettison function.
8: So a big enough bang from, say, an apocalypse device, and it pops off like an airbag.
6: Yeah. And, far as I can figure, it can be steered from Earth. So, what does that mean? Well, clearly, they weren't intended to be food for the plants.
8: I'll bet Suthers knows something. Maybe everything. He's with our gang now, so
2: maybe they'll get some answers from him. Or get him killed. So Colin's wife is in the VIP wing, but not because he put her there. Uh, Meanwhile, Colin is falling in love with the albatross, but she'll only break his heart and then feed it to him. Uh, Personally, my money is on and Dr. Theo. They seem well-matched. Like, you know, Lee can protect the doctor from all of his swooning fans and... Oh my god, what is happening to me?
1: Well, let's try to steer clear of that from now on, alrighty?
6: What the hell?
7: Did that bear just give you a fish? Oh, yes. Yes, you haven't met the new Donna, have you? It's the one who can terrify the black bears with nothing more than Minnesotan
1: homilies. (laughs) I only suggested he consider fattening up on berries instead of losing his own. Well, that
8: was damn impressive, all I got to say.
1: I come from the land of the Vikings, you know. I once kissed the Kensington Runestone. Uh, don't, don't the wood. Damn it. Just oh, proof no, that the Vikings no, were in the oh, land now known as Minnesota oh, as, long, oh, as oh, Minnesota. long ago as 1362, that's all. It's a stone slab covered in runes, oh, discovered goodness. by Olaf Owen hey, in 1814. Where's Julie? Hey in the roots <laughs> of a
7: tree. Excellent <laughs> distraction technique, Benjamin. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you so much.
4: Good boy. No, really. Where is she?
6: Not that I care much, but uh, well, she was just here, wasn't she?
7: And where's Buck? Oh, Buck, yes, he ran into the lake to get away from the bear, I think. Well, she wanted an urgent swim,
1: perhaps. Did no one tell him black bears can swim? Uh, Yes, I'm sure one of us
7: would have, had we known that.
8: Your lady wife has been mighty keen to get back to those tunnels. We should probably head on back, just in case. I reckon she just slipped away to do some reconnoitering on her own. Honestly, I have no idea what Julie's capable of.
7: Yes, well, you know, she may not have known herself until recently. There's nothing like a good adventure to loosen the bolts, eh? <laughs> Jiggle the watsits. <laughs> but not too much, obviously. <clears throat>
1: One has one's dignity to maintain.
4: I'll try to call her cell again.
5: Don't bother. I'm here. There you are. You missed the excitement. Where you been? It looked like you had the bear situation under control. So I went back to the hotel. I created those plants. I just wanted to be sure they hadn't hurt anyone.
4: Couldn't you just wait until tomorrow and read it in
5: the newspaper like everybody else? So what actually happened? The plants are gone. Everyone's okay. Okay. There's no damage, except that the shower curtain and carpet are gone. It looks like they went out the bathroom window.
8: Yeah, they're no doubt heading back to the tunnels to join up with the mama and the papa plant.
5: We should intercept them before they get a chance to join forces. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Suthers. The tunnels are unattended now, but the closer they get to whatever they're planning, the harder it'll be to get in there.
8: Uh, young lady, people pay good money to agree with me.
5: Thank you. No, they pay good money to not get beat up. There's a difference.
8: (laughs) Not on my end, there ain't. Oh,
7: well
5: I'd pay you hush money
7: right now if I thought it would work.
1: Seems like going back might be more informative if we had an idea what we're looking for. How's about we split up? Two of us can scout for info in the resort and three of us can head to the tunnels.
8: Well, I reckon it's the tunnels for me.
1: Oh, you miscounted. Ben, Mrs. Sheffield, Julie, Glinda, and I make five. I reckon it's the trunk for you. Oh, come on now. Ain't I shown I can be trusted? (laughs) (laughs) No way. Oh,
8: don't look so
7: disappointed, hmm? (laughs) Shuthers. If Buck survives, well, you'll have someone to keep you company. (laughs) If he doesn't... I'll have more room and oxygen. Win-win.
4: Fine!
8: But leave me my flask. No, wait. Leave me one of yours. There ain't room for me and my flask in there.
1: All right, then. Let's break down the campsite and get a move on.
5: Ben. What? Southers didn't offer to stay here.
4: Why would he? That tent is more uncomfortable than our old fold-out couch.
5: More uncomfortable than the trunk of a car? He's up to something.
4: He's the one who suggested we go back to the tunnels. You think he might know what we're looking for?
5: I'm sure he does. He's in this up to his overgrown ear holes. We've got to get in touch with the Oz9 and find out what they've learned. And to warn them to stay away from the plants. And just hope they haven't done anything stupid. <laughs> Are you- are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: Holy crap. <laughs> hey, hang on. A <laughs> st- hang on a sec. I'm sorry. Let me get myself together. Oh god. Oh hang on <laughs> Oh okay, come on. Get me- Oh, that's so unprofessional. Get back together. Okay. Avocado yogurt. <laughs> oh sorry that was just (laughs) deep breath center yourself okay okay I think I'm good oh my god so Julie and company are clearly living in an alternate fantasy reality in which the crew of the Oz-9 might go 10 whole minutes without doing something stupid. (laughs) Meanwhile, on the ship, the crew are doing something stupid. You've been listening to Kevin Hall as Greg, Aaron Clark as Le Bichon Frise and Ben, Eric Perry as Joe and Mr. Southers, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Erie Alexander as Julie, Tim Sherburn as Buck, Bonnie Brantley as Donna, June Clark Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome. Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, and guest-starring Nikki Richardson as the Gated Galaxy switchboard operator. Our music was composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. We love reviews, glowing ones preferably, so feel free to leave us one on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, or the podcatcher of your choice. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out.
1: Everything's fine Everything
7: will be fine Everything is fine Everything's
5: fine Oh everything is fine Everything's fine Everything's fine Everything is fine Everything is, fine. Everything is not fine Diary of a space Archivist The
7: comedy, sci-fi, drama about family, chocolate, and
5: space. Do not be alarmed. Everything will be fine. The Fable and
6: Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
0: Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato-Fisher. Communications, something, Moonbase, wherever.
5: You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung. On it, boss. Excuse me?
0: If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down.
10: I took those scraps. The bits they'd forgotten about are thrown away, and I built my own
0: place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart. Is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration.
3: Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting.
0: It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance.
5: We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most... Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help.
0: It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex.
5: Moonbase Theta Out. The final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions.
0: Moonbase Theta, out.